It's Tabletop Time. Time. I am Dave. I am Rob. I am Jazza. And I am Jen. I returned to the... I was supposed to do it all wispy. It, it was, uh, yeah, it's kind of like yes and quick improv. Yeah. You failed. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, good job. So we're throwing the ball around the table and Rob gets hit in the face. <laughs> potato. Welcome to I Inspire. Can't wait to pick up where we left off. You do inspire. Oh, thank you. Oh. We inspire. But you know what else inspires? Bloody, our bloody sponsor, World Anvil. Yay. That was a good segue. I have something to say about Word Ample right now. Go. Right now. I was making a map for my tabletop campaign on my tablet, and I was drawing it, and all I could think the whole time I was drawing it is, this would be so much easier if I could put the pins on all the locations and have the city names and the little blurbs and just hover the mouse over them. And I'm like, as soon as I'm done this map, i got to import it into World Ample. Guess what? I have a treat for you all today. I have a new map for you. So I'll introduce that later in the chapter and you'll all see it, Watch those of you who watch us. Um, but I'm very excited because I had the same impulse. It's like, you know what? We're reaching this big city we might spend a bit of time in. Um, let's get stuck into it unless the players decide to go in the complete opposite direction, <laughs> which is entirely your prerogative. <laughs> but honestly, World Anvil, like I, lo- I love building the world in World Anvil, but if you're playing as well in World Anvil, I can't imagine running a campaign without World Anvil now, especially that we're up to mm-hmm. chapter 10. I'm just like, oh, the tools for note keeping, for session prep, for running sessions, sharing during sessions to your players, keeping load of your stack, stat blocks, customizing your stat blocks, the list goes on. So if you're looking to world build or play in world, World Anvil is your place to go. So go to worldanvil.com slash ironspire to get 40% off of all of their annual plans, which is their biggest discount rate. Huge thank you to World Anvil. We genuinely love you and we know all of you listening to this and watching this are going to love it if you're looking to run your own sessions. Um, And also you can join, uh, you can check out our our World Anvil page. Go to itstable.time.com slash sunder to see everything we've compiled so far, including the new map, which, again, I'll show you all later. But it's all here, and it's it's really fun, just like what Dave has pointed out about maps. I love what you would do. You're like, I got this sponsor thing, I'll handle that, and I'm just like, I'm coming in here like a truck. And I'm just like, oh, I was actually really... <laughs> I spent the whole weekend thinking about bloody World Anvil. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that the maps are one of my favourite things because it's a toy. Like, you're just doing the regions and all this stuff. And you know what? I, yeah, anyway. Oh, it's a colour I'm getting a little yeah, carried away. But yeah, like yeah. you can... There's a lot more that's not immediately in your face that you can sort of tuck into. You it's, can choose what to show the players. It's, it's actually cool. so hard to... Um, as your campaign sprawl, and I'm finding this is my campaign, it's so hard to manage... In a in a in a reasonable way, how to have all your like document cities, which mm. which characters are associated which, with cities, mm. the way that you can nest information on on World Anvil. Yeah, we love it. Oh my god, I've never I've noticed how much you've written about Lilith. Don't read things. It's you've public. put it public. I've am still getting used to what to share publicly. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I noticed you've added two new. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, don't look at stuff. No looky, no touchy. That's the thing that I'm still getting used to. <laughs> this is, uh, I'm so excited I just put everything in and forget how to hide stuff. All right, let's do this. Uh, let's do a bit of a recap. Let's start off with Catalina this time. Do you want to take us through your experience? Because you had quite an intense one. Yes, yes I did. Well, yes, Catalina did. Um, okay, so in our previous uh, session... We were to meet with uh, the child that had a supposed gift of magic, uh, but unfortunately they were not there. Um, And instead, 
the town erupted in this massive calamity of fear and terror as something massive was happening in the middle of the town. Um, and so Catalina went to investigate and she found that there was a man uh, hanging or hung and um, he had a note on him as well. But I'll let... If you guys haven't seen the episode, go back because there's lots of juicy stuff in there too. Um, and then she was escorted by the Iron Guard to meet a woman named Melba um, who basically said preface that she's with the King of Flames but has this sort of underlying tone that maybe she's not. Um, but Catalina does not trust her one bit. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right, Brick. Brick had a pretty uneventful week. Yeah, pretty par for the course. <laughs> yes, compared to usual. He uh, mostly just accompanied my tailor and made sure my trouble was gotten into. And then hastily jumped into the caravan. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Brick. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> now, Delvin I'm, got to finally play dress-ups again. I'm Delvin, and I'm uh, I'm our lovable merchant folk, and I had a lot of fun teasing the people in uh, this little grey Dale city. So, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I mean, no one really wanted us there in the first place. <laughs> Fine. All right, and that's where we pick up where we left off. The party is now in a brand spanking new uh, Milton's cart with a giant gouge down the side (laughs) being piloted by a teenager. So Mikey is sitting in the front next to you, our 14-year-old new companion. Oh, you're doing great, buddy. (laughs) I'm having the time of my life. That's what it's like on the road. Looking out at the sprawling hills uh, and giant valley leading up to the distant iron spire. I grab his head and turn it towards the road. I'm like, hey, I know it's a nice view, but maybe we should look at the road. <laughs> Catalina is in the back of the car and she's like holding on for dear life as they're like going through rocks and she's like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm actually going to pull it out of uh, roleplay just for a little bit because we're going to get stuck into it. But I actually want to assign you all one skill point for the last uh, five or so sessions. Um, to oh, yeah. assign. So, Ending it. Kay. Yeah. Go yes. for it. I'd like to actually get my skill so I know what the hell I'm doing with my magic. Whoa, are you going to spend it in your magic? I want to have the skill so I can cool. use it mechanically. All right. Well, this is, I guess I can give you a, a mm-hmm. little clarification now. And um, this can be something that will have... You'll have more of an instinct for as this and I've energy is solidified within you. Kind of sussing it out, like with Catalina, I've been mm-hmm. using it a bit more. And yeah, I feel like I've got a grasp on it. You do. And I will give you a few little things you can do with the one skill point you yep. have now put in uh, Dimension Spirit Magic. Well, that sounds bloody cool. <laughs> I love spirit dimensions. <laughs> so the parties uh, in spirit dimensions are wild. This- <laughs> The spirit uh, dog head in the clouds, so good. I'm <laughs> lost. Uh, anyway, hello, lost. What are you? What are you thinking, Rick? I do not know. To be honest, I'm not sure what I could do. Maybe put the weapon proficiency, but it's limited by my vocation. And yeah, I'm is not sure at this point. Possibly limited by your career progression too. Yes, very much so. That's that's what I mean. Those my vocation. Oh, but you can't. You put have. Might uh, exactly. I pose? You've been doing a lot of socializing and interacting and that could be a direction you may have you'll see squinting really hard a lot it is bright 
I'm just not going to drop character for the rest of the session. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you feeling, Jen? Um, I think that I am going to put it in endurance to make my endurance just base because currently I have minus one to endurance and I feel like travelling. You've gone and through the, yeah. the fire. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'd be a little bit more hardy, so I feel like I've earned that skill point. And at the same time, I would yeah. also like to not fail endurance checks. Great. <laughs> So I'm going to put it in that. So you're at a base three now? Correct, yes. (laughs) Cool. Yep. All right. Did you seriously think I was going to put it into anything except for magic? Of course. Of course (laughs) not. So while while Brick thinks about his, I'm going to give you a few things that you can do. You can use your Dimension Spirit... So ability. one mana, now it's clear. One, you, one, mana, one mana in a vocation. And you had the vocation point, which is the mana. Yep. And that allowed you two things. One, the vocation skill, much like uh, Catalina had to read emotion. It's a similar thing. It was sort of just like a vocation check. Like to detect sort of, magic. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the sort of the base thing. And then also, like I mentioned last session, uh, all the magic things come with a, a skill that they can assist and yours is... It's more a little different to all the others in that you can assist perception related to magic, mm-hmm. and you can assist against magic used well, against you. It's like magic you. defense, ah, pretty much. Take that, cat. cool. So you can sense um, magic. <laughs> you can restore magic and focus in others. Oh, so I can like help them so heal you their mana. Re- if if Catalina oh. has run out of mana or needs more magic and energy to achieve something, you can use your skill to replenish that at the mm-hmm. cost of that mana. You, knew. you can weaken others' magical abilities. You can break bonds of magical abilities. I'm assuming that's... Is that higher level stuff? Yeah, this stuff will come become a bit clearer as magic becomes okay. more known. Um, and you can also do things relating to bonding and even fortune telling, but that requires a different class of magic. Which I have no access to. That you don't have access to. That's sick. Let's blur this out. So there you go. That's that's some stuff you can now choose to do. How exciting. Yeah. So now, and I think that works really well as far as like in role play, you have witnessed Catalina use magic. And I think that could be a cool catalyst for like that little trickle of a feeling of like sensing that and now you like feel like what you can hook onto to amplify mm. or reduce so next time you notice that you could choose with your essence to grab and amplify that magic source that is being channeled or to stifle it mm-hmm. so it's sort of like an access to this whole dimension of, of spirit I like which it. is what the magic is called alright Brick what you thinking I would like to hold on to my point because I do mm. not know what I'd like to do I will give you one session. You can spend it next session, but that is your deadline. Okay? I'm trying to think of something that works into what Burk has been doing for the last few sessions. I will point out, if you don't spend it, and if you don't proactively bring it up first thing next session, you lose the point. <gasps> Use it or lose it. So, you, yeah, pretty much. Got it. <laughs> but he is not breaking character. No. Something could happen this session that might... Yes, potentially. Yeah. So the only thing I would feel like I could do is because he's been practicing his kata, he could dodge large and re- reach weapons, but I can't because my vocation has limited it. Now, you did mention the social aspect, and I'm not sure where that would apply. You got your way out of um, that difficult situation with the guy in the town. Yes, but it didn't, I did not have to dice roll for it. 
You're yeah. learning a lot. You could get for the, for the sake knowledge. of knowing what the hell you're saying half the time. Maybe break character when you just do not tell me what to do, <laughs> puny man. General knowledge. All right. Yeah. So let's get back into it, mm. and I'm going to start it off with a little bit of a destiny roll for weather. Okay, it is a gorgeous sunny spring day. Verging on a little hot, but actually, you know what? Like one of the more beautiful days you've experienced in a long time weirdly welcoming you into this huge world that felt a little hemmed off by the forests and the small towns that you've been a part of now. It's like you can see you can see very distant towns and uh, far off, like beyond what you can see details for. Um, I want everyone to make a general knowledge role that is going to uh, inform the sort of things they can expect as they as you approach or pass your upcoming towns and villages. How about some perception brick? Actually. So you, you can start falling asleep, going in the daylight. I'll say a random voice in my ear did, did kind of spur me on to thinking, what if I did something that would stop me falling asleep? Is that perception or endurance? That would be endurance. Yeah, you've been making perception checks at night time and rolling terribly. Yes, but I have seven in perception. Okay, so endurance? Well, I think endurance is stay awake or or be attent be able to be attentive and make perceptions rolls without a negative. Has anyone rolled a general knowledge check? Yes, I only got one success. What is the challenge level? One success. Uh, I'll give you different knowledge based on what you roll. I know nothing. Okay, Brick knows nothing. Literally nothing. Literally okay. nothing. Delvin, uh, I I'm going to throttle you by the end of the chapter. If you, <laughs> I, I shouldn't like disway. I shouldn't disincentivize. I'm just getting into play. it. <laughs> Good. It is quite frustrating. Delvin, what do you generally know? Huh. I generally know one thing. One thing. Yeah, same as me. So Delvin and Catalina got equal roles of one, mm. and Brick got nothing. In short. You're all entering this pretty naive. Even Catalina, who you have been through this path before, I'm going to say in the modes of travel that you've had and the accompaniment you've had, it's been mostly shielded Hmm. from a lot of awareness. You've been often vouched for or escorted in a way that you haven't directly been your own uh, access into various cities and whatnot. Yep. Um, So there's not a lot that you're aware of, except that you both have some inkling that there's... Uh, some registration required, some sort of um, accounting for your presence and potentially something to do with your weapons. Okay. But that's pretty much all you know. You pass after, I mean, you leave mid-morning, like at 10 or 11 a.m. And you eat on the road, anything that you've brought with you and you will have packed for the journey. Um, And you pass a, a village called Springdale in the early afternoon. In fact, you could probably stop in and grab a bite to eat but it's a pretty small town and not a lot takes place in particular and you're on the path to Geldervale which you can reach before sun goes down so I'm assuming the party will continue to do so I, as we go into that town does there look like there's any kind of eateries of any renown no it's very much just like a even just like a local bakery or something, something that there'll be different. some crappy inn All right, can but we, it's like the one that's make, like can I make a destiny check on like a local pie shop or something of course you can two. nothing we ride two. on through and Mickey scrapes the fence on the way <laughs> I'm gonna do you know what that's a good point I'm gonna roll for for, Mick, for Mikey Mikey, Mikey. Yep. Uh, 
I'm going to say, so it was challenge level two to navigate through the town and leave the town. This is big open roads, paved paths. Challenge level one, and he fails. <laughs> oh, gosh. He fails. I'm going to help him. We fail forward, but what happened? Gonna, You're going to assist? I might help right. him. Challenge level one. Is, who's on top? Is it just I me? I want to assist. Because so I want to turn inside. Has anyone got any ride pilot that wants to help out? <laughs> I'll have a look. Hold on. I don't think I do. Nah, I won't help him. I'm going to say that oh. I actually climbed in. I've got one, apparently. Oh, yeah, I've got one. So four dice, but. Well, it can't get much worse. I'm going to go much worse. Yeah, I'm going to destiny roll for how badly it goes. Uh, Better than it could. So basically what happens is there is a very wide and large paved road Mm. uh, for this whole journey between Iron Edge and Geldervale. It's quite impressive. There are also gravel paths on either side uh, upon which you see... Messengers travelling in opposing directions for each path, um, they pass you several times, running at a very particular pace, and Catalina, you will have witnessed them in particular, um, travelling like on like the tube. It, like it's yeah. reliable. Yeah, yeah. So they've got their messenger paths that they're travelling. Basically, Mikey <laughs> just occasionally sort of like gets oh, a little too relaxed no. and every now and then just sort of crunches into the side gravel and... That's where, you know, someone shouts, oh, and he, like, pulls apart and, like, yanks on the one of the horse's mouth who sort of, like, kicks a little bit and, like, it it's not great and there is incremental damage being done to the cart and maybe even one of the horses. No! <laughs> but all is well. You're moving forward and you're making good pacing. While I'm in the back of the carriage, I'm going to pull out a piece of parchment and draw a big L. And then pin it to the back of the carriage. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know in roleplay how you have, like, veils and, like, lines and you can do all the safety things in mm. roleplay? Mm-hmm. Like, that was the first time I've ever wanted to use one. To be like, no, 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 backtrack on the hurting the horses thing. Can we just go back on that and say the horses are fine? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, not the horses. <laughs> all right. So there, there's nothing to eat at Springdale. What are the horses' names? They're... Pretty much unnamed. They're just They're up to you. I yeah, guess, it's right? up to you. They don't expect to hand over horses with names with these carriages, so you can name them. <sighs> I, mm, do we have Do we have any names for these hor- horses? Mikey throws up an apple. The core that he was eating before, like he's he's taken a few from the spilled cart, so he's finishing off another one. It's like I'll vote one of them's apple, and the think? other one could be core. And he flings. That little cord to the head of like one of the big Clydesdales. Oh. It doesn't feel it, but he's just been a little runt. I, I, pigs and bacon. I, <laughs> am I up on the top? I like that. Eggs <laughs> and bacon, I can get behind that. Um, am I on the top with him? If you choose to be, yeah. I am going to say I'm still up the top with him. Yeah. I'm going to give him a clip, a clip over the year when he flicks the horse into the Clydesdale. Oh, uh, flicks the core into it. <laughs> I'm going to say, Who do you think you are? Your employer, mate. And I've got a bit of another bit of life advice for you, friend. It's maybe don't distract the one thing that's keeping us on this road because it sure as shite ain't you. <laughs> all right, all right, sorry. He looks a little put in his place. Uh, yeah. I was just having fun, sir. <laughs> You're allowed to have fun as long as it doesn't put us in danger. He sort of, like, looks sheepish. Medela's sitting in the carriage and at this point... She's resting her head on Rick's arm. It's been a very eventful morning, so she seems a little tired. But um, she quietly sort of says to Brick, Do you miss home? 
I am not sure I have any place to call home. I am shocked by how time has passed. In fact, only a few days ago, we were fishing in a river, and I, I wish, I wish I could freeze that moment and live in it forever. Even though we had lost so much, there was something beautiful about that afternoon. It was peaceful and wet. Everything is changing for me, Brick. I never thought I could speak to a Phelan call like this. What has changed for you? I serve a new master. I'm going to lean into the little window between the cart and the carriage so you can speak to the driver. Mm. Delvin, like, slides it open and pops his head. He's listening to the conversation. Um, Pops his head down in the gap and he just says, Oh, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure he's getting partial to wet meat. (laughs) I'm fearful of where I will be a week from now. Because it may not be with you. I shall miss you, Brick. And you, little one. You can see off in the distance, Geldervale. It has large walls. This is, when I say distance, this is a long way away. And between your path and Geldervale, which now looks to be, at your current pace, about an hour and a half away. Even though you're travelling at a good pace, you can see a very good view ahead of you. To your right, a very large river has a curious contraption built in that you've seen functioning once or twice now. Huge chains buried in the bed of the river are dragged up by machines that carry trains of cargo that head upstream and downstream uh, between Iron Edge and Geldervale, carrying all sorts of things, livestock mostly, um, and all sorts of wares and different trade goods between towns, uh, and acting as a ferry to a group of you know different people travelling who don't want to bring their horse or cart or maybe just dropped one off and they're coming back. You can even see uh, at one point of them a couple of Milton's carts being tra- travelled across <laughs> Geldervale to avoid the dust of the road. It's a really interesting, like, you know, five trains with a sort of a boatish thing at the front and back that sort of lift the chains and attach it to this rig that crank it along and Delvin you recognise this is Barrowan Engineering I immediately and under my breath sort of say um oi there it is the best of Barrowan Engineering that we can't afford off the distance you begin to hear the sounds of drums very rhythmic drums that seem to rise and fall crescendo speed up and slow down or drop suddenly And you become aware as you get closer to Geldervale that these are pace drums, drummed by Thanissian stable hands for horses uh, being trained. These to keep track. And almost like the beep test that we're familiar with, these rhythmic drums that speed up, that the, the gallops of these horses are meant to keep up with to sort of see at what point the horse begins to fail or weakness begins to show. And over the hugely spanning fields... There are, as far as the eye can see, endless uh, stables and tracks for these horses. This is the home of the greatest horses in all of Ironspire and Great Owl. 
and it's very clear. You will have heard, even if you're not very well informed with your general knowledge, everyone knows about the Vale bred horses. The outer wall is very high and you're approaching, at this point, things start to thicken up a bit and there are more carts on the road um, sort of coming in from different areas. This is late in the afternoon now too. This is, uh, you know, the sun is starting to wane a little bit, but, um, you know, people are sort of ending for the day. And you can see quite a way ahead of you, the small townships on the outskirts of Geldervale, fledgling populations that no longer fit within the walls of Geldervale and have spanned far out from the walls of Geldervale that cater with, you know, small inns and, and houses and townships, um, places that see people probably come to stay for periods of training um, but may not live in, in particular. And there's quite a lot of these all spread throughout little clusters of towns and uh, far ahead you see the wall of Geldervale and the towers within it that seem to be built of wood and stone and erected extremely tall. Probably the closest thing, aside from the spire itself, to skyscrapers in the modern day. Very colossal structures meant to get views. I have a question. Go for it. Do we have a destiny point back at any point? Did I give you one last session? I do not know. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I can't remember. Sorry. But I'm going to say no. I'll give you one next session. Okay. Yeah. I've got a skill point in this session. Yeah. That's fine. Just check. You got enough, you green yeah. boy. Hey, you every good. couple of sessions. It's not that. It's pretty often. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Has Catalina been through here before? She will have, but she probably will have been a procession of the Nissan carriages that were probably being relatively enclosed okay. and curtained off or whatever. You'll have peeked out and seen things, but registration and entry would have been handled by people escorting or, yeah. mm. you know, doing the transportation. And you can see off in the distance, this is now, you know, 15 minutes right away ahead, so not too far now. Uh, there's a regis- registration gate and there's actually, a, a you know, lined up a few people. Is, is that- it West Wall? It is. Ooh, thank you, Rob. Good segue. I have something to share with y'all. What? Let's go check out a bloody map. So Geldervale. If you go, yeah, if you go to the maps in Ironspire, let me just uh, crack it open for a sec. Oh, crack Boom. that egg. Here we are. So here between Iron Eye and Bakerbury, we have, you click on the little town, Geldervale. Hooray. So Welcome cool. to Geldervale. So you have come in from this road here, and you are approaching Westwall Gate. Cool. And that is where the registration takes place. I won't show you the regions, but you can check those out later once you get familiar with Geldervale. Uh, but for the time being, this is pretty much your impression of it. Lots of things that look like lots of buildings, and it's very large. And there's a cluster of very tall towers and buildings in the centre, sort of leaning towards the Iron Spire side. Mm. All right. Oh, what what are you expecting us to provide up that gate? I ain't got any on me. In fact, I don't even think I have a change of clothes. I didn't back home anyway. Well, uh, you know what a gelder is, mate. What, you mean a horse? <laughs> oh, trust me, we won't be giving them what's in that coin purse. All right. <laughs> I have a feeling it's a bit of money they want. Well, the other option is that well, I mean, <laughs> bricks not easily hideable, but 
Maybe Mikey hides in the cart and maybe what do you can think, pass. think they're going to search the cart? Exactly. Well, what's the problem with that? If they don't search the cart, then we don't have to worry about their papers. But we need papers to get in here. Yeah, we do. Do we? Have you never been here before? Uh, no, no, I, I haven't. <laughs> okay. Stop, stop the carriage. The carriage. Uh, what? Well, that, I mean, that's up to you guys. Do you want? You, okay, you're gonna have to make a ride pilot check, or <laughs> he can do it. All right, challenge number one. You got to learn sometime. Oh, oh my god! Oh, he one, got one. one, one he one, got one. one. All right. Okay. Down, a little abrupt, down. but he he halts. He's sort of getting the hang of it. He's where at least he thinks he is. Um, but yeah, the horses come to a stop, and you know you're a few yards away from. How long is a yard? You're a little bit away <laughs> from this gate. All right. Um, I point to. Mikey, Mikey, mm-hmm. um, I say, get in. I'm taking your place. Oh, what, because you think you're all... Yeah, no, that probably makes sense. Fair enough. And he <laughs> clubs in the cart. Don't, uh, and I sit up on top with you. Don't you think that uh, a noble lady looking like yourself is less or more suspicious on top of the cart than a page boy? <laughs> I prefer the breeze. It's too stuffy in there anyway. All right, you want me to get in the back too? No, you're driving. What? I'm dressed as a... <clears throat> I'm dressed as a nobleman, and I will be able to pull that off just as well as you, Missy. Well, then we both prefer the fresh air. Oh, I will say this beard glue is getting damn itchy. I, like, flick a fleck of dry glue out from underneath because it's been on for, like, ten hours. <laughs> Perhaps our presence will dissuade them from checking inside. But what, uh, but what if they do get inside? See, if I'm back there, then if they do get to the door, you got a second line of bullshit. Sure. However you want to play this. All right. I'll take the back, and if they come to it, I'll try and uh, fluster them out as I'm with my exotic gentleman friend back here. All right. And I climb down and get in the back of the cart. And then I get as I close the door to the cart, I look around and I'm like, okay, maybe that plan's pretty bad. Uh, I'll come up with something better. And I start just getting into line with everyone else and... Make a ride pilot check. I shall. <laughs> Challenge level one. It's still all very open roads. These horses are bred to go straight. Yeah. You got two. The best this cart has ever been driven. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen it been done before enough that uh, you crack the the, uh, the hand reins and they move forward and they the horses seem to breathe a sigh of relief as they're sort of being held a little more deftly and move forward into line. There's about four carts in front of you of varying degrees of, of niceness, um, but you can see quite clearly over time because you've basically come to a halt uh, the, the way that they're basically sort of Everyone's being expected to sort of step out. Registration's being required. And for those that don't have registration, some sort of vouching or some sort of means of um, what reason for staying and and someone who can vouch for them, all that stuff. You can sort of see a general searching. It's not, you know, I'm going to get you to roll a perception check. I'm telling you too much. I'm being a little too giving here. All right, I'll keep going. All right. (laughs) You got four. Um, yeah, look, they're searching for a few different things. It seems like they're checking weapons, um, checking for stowaways, and they're also checking for watcher marks. So they're just checking sort of body 
sort of general like, okay. all right, lift up your shirt and is there, the back and the bottom. Is there just one checkpoint, like person checking, or is there multiple? There's people a, checking? a dozen, or yeah, yeah, there's okay. about a dozen. I want to try two or three doing paperwork and a handful doing um, the checkovers. Okay, I kind of want to try and worm my way into what I perceive as like the easiest looking line. Like maybe there's someone that's quite like short and lanky that I think I can just like work my magic. You have theory. N- it all seems the same to yeah, you. Okay. That yeah, okay. just line up to wherever. That was a destiny roll of 10 and you got no idea. You line up wherever. Cool. Um, it, about 15, 20 minutes passes as they sort of take a little bit of time getting through all, all of them. It's uh, the afternoon they've done this all day. So they're not really rushing. They're just sort of rolling their eyes and getting on with it. Um, okay. As we're approaching. There's a sort of separate line for, you know, people on horseback or f- travellers by foot or people who are residents who have something to show for it. Sorry, go on. Um, I'm going to read emotions of the guard that I know I'm going to go towards. Great. So you check. can, the, there is one card in front of you at this point getting checked. Great. And you know they're going to be on you next and you can tell the person who is sort of ordering the others around a little bit. Yep. They're just grey guards of the, of the city. Cool. Take right. your roll. You fail, so you lose one mana. Um, two, what? I have three, so now I have two. Yeah, yeah you yes. have two. Okay. So you, you spend one mana, but you can read just absolute boredom. Cool. Um, yep. It's pretty empty. That's You really don't get much because there's really not a lot there. This is someone who's been on autopilot for 10 hours. Cool. Okay. So he's not paying a lot of attention. Great. Okay. Um, and you're up next. The cart ahead of you rolls forward and it's t- your time to roll forward. And he sort of waves you on, just expecting you to fall in line. Yep, that's exactly what I do. All right. What have we got here? Thanissian, madam. Mm, good day, sir. Tell me your madam, reason for sir. being here, your cargo, and when you expect to leave. Of course. And he's got a clipboard. Yep, I give him my papers mm. and I tell him who I am. Um, yeah, just passing through, I intend to meet my mother, who is uh, in Batakeep. Further on, as you can see, my cart unfortunately is uh, seen better days. There's a few bandits on the road, unfortunately. So I would much love to just go straight into the city and get some sleep. It has been an awful day. Roll a persuasion check or a deception check. I uh, hate to be the guy. Yeah, you're lying, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's deception. Yeah, okay. Bandits attacked my cart. Like that's where it goes into deception. You actually could have go anyway. Yep. Uh, three. I'm going to say that's. Uh, oh, do you know what? I'll perception. give him perception. I'm going to give him three to roll with, and he got one. So no, he's like, looks like you've had a rough enough time of it. Um, all right, we'll uh, we'll have to ask your passengers to step out. We'll get this all over with quickly. Oh, passengers! There are no passengers. It's just me. I all lost right. my. Check the car, boys. And uh... okay, <laughs> shift emotions. I think that's what I want to do. I didn't expect that. I did not expect that. I will say you have seen this happen with other cards. They've basically like, and I did sort of say before, everyone sort of stepped out and there's been a, but everyone's been accounted for. Is he going to check their papers? No, not necessarily. Um, Okay. That's actually no. Yeah. Let's, I'll let him do it. Your your work, what you've done will be working so far. Okay. There's nothing that's worrying me from. Okay. The player's perspective right now. Okay. I'm going to keep my eyes on <laughs> yeah. him, though, in case things do turn south. That's fine. So okay. does someone approach the side of the cart? Yeah, I'm going to say three people, one mm-hmm. to the back and two to the sides. One's just sort of checking over, one's looking under, and then another sort of comes up to the door, knocks a few times, just holding a clipboard. I open it a crack, like a little bit, and pop my head out. Good good, good day, sir. Oh, uh, 
how many you got on board? Ah, uh, let me count. Uh, there's the two little kids and uh, and the big boy. And the, uh, the three and me, four. You have a, uh, what was a family business, I think I heard. Oh, no, we're just uh, helping an old friend who's coming into town to see her mother. Very well. Um, any, uh... Now, did you need to check us or something? That any unclaimed trade goods or, uh... Any sort of list, like a whole bunch of things is just sort of meant to read. This is airport security, yeah. guys. And do we, do we <laughs> yeah. have any of those? No. We're like, no, no, none of that. Mm. Usual stuff. We've just been, uh, just been an eye and eye. Yep. We'll uh, expect everyone who's uh, of adult age just to uh, sign the declaration and uh, they're expected time to stay. Can I have a private... Uh, can I have a private chat with you, sir? Just a, just a, just. He looks up like you're going off the rails a little bit. Like, oh uh, yeah, uh, oh, sure. Um, <clears throat> there's a bit of a complication. You see, one of the one the, there's two children and one adult. But um, <clears throat> he's actually property. He's not a, a free man. So, so he has no I don't no follow. sign to sign himself. Um, that's why I said perhaps in private. Uh, I don't want to cause any harm. Would you like to step inside? Uh, I, I would, if you don't mind. He's like, and I actually, and he like pulls down I, his spectacles. I say, um, we, we don't want to cause any fuss, but I procured this rather peculiar specimen, and then I open the door and beckon him in. I'm come have a look at this guy, and, and he like leans I'm in. I'm going to lean forward <laughs> intently. I'm going to. This is destiny roll just to see how he receives it. His heart starts, and his like eyes go wide, and he's like. I've heard of your kind before. And I let out. I'm like, mm, isn't, isn't that a delightful find? <laughs> wow. Amazing. See, he's got no sign for himself because he's just, well, he's just property, isn't I've, he? I think I've heard about the way that works. Hey, no, fair enough. Uh, you'll understand the weapon is a, is a problem. It, we will be uh, holding it until the time of your departure. Any weapons, of course. No, no weapons in the city. No, not unless you're a part of the Protectors Guild or a member of the Guard. Not within the walls. It's standard. Uh, I, w- I would assume that uh, the, are, I would assume that guards of a diplomat are, of course, exempt from that. As of course, our Thunisian uh, colleague is a politician, and uh, this gentleman is aids in a protection when needed. If he can provide protection guild papers, that's absolutely no problem. I would like to attempt to <laughs> bullshit him into thinking that we that oh. as a diplomat. Oh, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna give you a challenge level roll for this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make it a challenge level. Oh, I need to look up the bloody challenge. Okay, Jane. Because uh, this is like trying to get through airport security without going through the security gate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's pretty hard. I'm going to say extremely difficult challenge level five. Good that luck. is your challenge level. It can be persuasion or one of your diplomacy checks. Oh, uh, de- are you happy with deception? I'm basically yeah, making yep. this up. Yep. Woo, Nelly! You can do it. I'm really excited for you to roleplay whichever way this goes. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four. four. Destiny. Okay. Oh, Destiny! I am you, spinning that to me. Yeah, right, tell yeah. me how, tell me the so, spin. So, yep. Um, she already presented her papers, which showed that she's a diplomat, right? Um, Yes, of well, of course, under subsection C of the Trade Act between Tunisia and... Oh, uh, oh, sorry, 62C. Between Tunisia and I and I... Uh, uh, sorry, and, uh, and 
the Einspire. Uh, of course, that means that any single guard accompanying a diplomat is permitted to carry their ceremonial weapon in the case of any kinds of civil unrest. And of course, there have been a lot of unrest lately, mm. so in, in such states where the citizens might put risk upon any diplomatic relationship or undo strain between the citizens and the guards, uh, it is, it's important uh, I, I, to have I, I, an impartial... Yeah, no, I, of course I understand the rules. Yeah, I, oh, I assume you did, yes. sir. I assume no, no, you did. I, I, you I, look I, like a learned man. Yes, I don't mean to uh, put question upon you, sir. Uh, no. Very well, the ceremonial weapon only, but uh, you understand any other uh, weapons on hand, so uh, please... Uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> would you count this as a weapon? And I pull the knife off my belt and show him, like, the, the fruit-pairing knife that's kind of rusted and dinted. And I'm like, favorite, uh, is this, uh, what's the blade length capacity that you must turn in? Of course, this is a fruit knife. All right, I'll let a pairing knife pass. All right, very well, very well. He sort of wants uh, to get uh, it children, to get on children, with it. Uh, like, children, do you have uh, do you have any weapons? <laughs> do you have any a slingshot, perhaps? All that right, I'm not aware sir, of? I get it, I get it. Well, and he's sort of he's gently closing <laughs> the door. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 my thing. Uh, I just want to say. You do a wonderful job. Thank you very much for keeping the streets safe. There's been rough times out west, and it's it's nice to know I'm coming into a town that has some kind of civility and protection behind it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, long live the king and all. Uh, long live the king, and good day to you. Very theatrical, fellow. Um, I'm assuming you're staying near the theater district. Well, if <laughs> that's where the dandies are, why not? <laughs> you get a destiny point. Yes! <laughs> Bloody brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Fantastic. Oh. And I pull the little oh. thing shot. Yes! <laughs> Catalina just kind of looks stunned and kind of looks at the garden. Yeah, that's pretty unheard of that that would have been pulled off with yeah. such finesse. So you're starting to get a hint as to why he is such a proficient trader. Hmm. That may not be particularly <laughs> to do with the goods. Yeah. <laughs> do I know, throughout my travels, have I heard of a trader that is particularly to Delvin's description, like someone that is a master of oh, really? trade. Well, if I, if they oh, knew about his me, I wouldn't be a master. <laughs> I mean, not particularly. Okay. Um, everyone has their sort of thing that gets them to that next level. And it just seems that this is the one he leans on. Um, okay. But no, I don't, I don't think outside of the trades between the barrows and, and Felmore. Okay. At least not probably under the name of no, Delvin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yes, Lord Reginald on the other hand. Francel. Francel, got to remember that one. So, okay. um, he does come back around to the person who's like checking you in and he, he goes, oh, making out uh, the ceremonial weapon for the Phelan call on board in the back, uh, accompanying for protection the Thanissian. And the man sort of like raises his eyebrows, like, huh. you see everything. And no, he's, he's, so when you think you're seeing, seeing everything, he notes that down. He, so he actually does note down that there is a weapon on board, but it, it's tracked. It's it's sort of I am the weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I turn to Delvin. Uh, turn to Delvin. I turn back into Delvin and then <laughs> I speak with his voice. No, I turn to Brick and, and I say, um, I, I didn't think you'd want to be part with that, mate. Uh, training with the weapon is only part of it, but I could still kill a man with my bare fists. Oh, I got Fist. no... I got no question that, Brick, but I have a feeling deep down, deep down beneath that surface, there's a bit of attachment to that blade. It is my favorite. Exactly. And now you get to keep it. (laughs) As the checking in sort of is wrapping up and you're about to be moved on, you actually see off in the distance uh, someone who's on a horse, sort of 
riding up to you, waving, and he's, he's got some nice outfits on. He looks like a noble person. It's like, oh, there you are. Yes, good to see you, finally. <laughs> and he sort of clops up familiarly. It's like, I, my apologies, you won't have heard of me before, but I'm actually here uh, representing Ainsley to invite you to his estate for uh, an introductory meal. Ainsley, of course, the, uh, the employer of, of uh, Edgar, who I believe you uh, have come from. Uh, you're, you're escorting young Medela, I believe. Right. Uh, uh-huh. uh, I kind of knock on he... the, the No, no, thing. this is out of... So, like, you've been okay, moved on. Okay, so this cool. is like, they've actually moved on to the next yeah. cut. Is so he on don't a horse worry, on like, you're not like... He's on a horse. So he's like sort of at the eye level of Are Catalina. We stopped or moving? Or closer. You, you've moved ahead. He's sort of brought in... He's come in as you've sort of slowed down, um, but the guards have moved on, so they're not really catching okay. you this. I kind of opened the little door <clears throat> so that you can hear what this mm-hmm. guy is saying. Um, of course... Uh, Catalina, was it? Uh, correct, yes. I'm Harold. It is lovely well to met. Yes. Everyone's on board then? Yes. Lovely. Yes. Well, dinner is in two hours. Uh, he does expect promptness, but he also likes to host. So do expect a good meal. Don't go eating too much beforehand. Um, but please enjoy the sights. If you haven't been to Geltervale before, gorgeous town. I would hope you'd be staying for a few days. Oh, but of course. Uh, do you recommend somewhere in town to stay? We have a famous theatre district. Uh, so I've heard. Yeah, lots of out-of-towners tend to come to Geldervale around this time, in particular because the spire run season is about to start several weeks from now. Yes, uh, you've heard of the spire run, of course. Okay. It's the what was the name of the lad again? Right. Well, we spoke of that out of character, but do you want to make the, a general knowledge check? This sure. guy's Harold. He was the attendant of... Ainsley. Ainsley. You have heard of Ainsley before. You recognised his name through... Um, yeah, no, I, I just, wa- I just Edgar. wanted to write it in my scrapbook so yep. I didn't forget it. <laughs> two. I'm going to say with two, you have heard of the spy run, but not in any great detail. Yep. Oh, yes, of course. I know vaguely of it. You, your familiarity basically entails that that's how, like, the best ho- messaging horses are sort of acclaim, get, mm. get their acclaim. Yeah. I've not witnessed this with my own eyes. Ah, well, that's the beauty of this beautiful city, is if you happen to be here in a week when it starts, you can see the Spire Run. It's the only place in all of Inspire, apart from the Spire itself, when you can view almost the entirety of the race. In fact, Barrow and Telescopes are used in the highest of the towers in the centre of the city by some of the special few who have access. And you happen to uh, have a host who is a special one of the few. Well, that sounds entirely desirable, and I don't foresee us staying over a week, unfortunately. Ah, shame. Well, if you change your mind. Otherwise, I very much look forward to seeing you in a few hours, if, uh, if you expect to be attending, of course. But of course, thank you very much. We will see you then. And he... Leaves you with directions yep. um, through town and where to attend, and if you have any other questions about getting your way around, now is the sort yeah, of cool. um, to ask. Did he say food? I believe so. Good food. Uh, he looked wealthy. All right, kids, eat, drink plenty of water right now. You want to stretch your stomach out and get ready for the big feast. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to eat, though. Water passes through pretty quick, and if you drink it, you can uh, get ready to enjoy yourselves even more tonight. Um, 
Is there a stable on the outside of town I can park the car? There are stables. Of course there is. Of course there is. I picked the fanciest one. You're looking into. Well, mm, they're too fancy. Like honestly, this this whole city is built around uh, the the culture of their breeding. So there are lots of the inns have very illustrious sort of stabling facilities and even some of the homes and just public ones as well. So it's pretty well a free for all. It's easy to look after your horses or your cart. It's a huge city. Alan Delvin, like, kind of gestured mm-hmm. to me towards whatever one he wants to pick because it's your carriage. Is there any that looks like has a workshop attached? You're in sort of the outer regions. Mm-hmm. Um, so did, as, as just before um, Harold sort of goes off, did you want to get directions anywhere in particular? I, well, I, I can't. I'm in the carriage and he's talking. Like, you... Pull the curtain open. Yeah. It's a, I, we want a luxury carriage. It's yeah. got curtains and yeah, yeah. windows and such. Um, all right. So, hello, Harold. He's had just started to turn, and he sort of turns back and looks over and says, "Oh, is someone new with your retinue?" Oh yes, it was me. It's Francel. Anyway, the point. He's like looking, like thinking of like the names he. Accepted, oh, don't don't worry, don't worry. Edgar's a long-term employer of mine. I've worked with him many times. Um, I I wanted to say, uh, is there a, a stable of some description that that might be able to fix up? You see, I got very drunk last night and I smashed my carriage into a wall and it's one of Marvin's magnificent carriages. Or, <laughs> and, uh, and I don't want it to be shit. <laughs> oh, oh, forgive, I should have mentioned this earlier, but um, Ainsley has arranged accommodation for you all. One of the finest inns in the Noble District. I like fine inns! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, forgive, uh, I uh, expect he would have uh, told you himself and guided you there after tonight's proceedings, but yes, I can, of course, give you instructions on how to get there and make yourselves comfortable before tonight. Will they be able to talk, look after our darling horses, bacon and eggs? <laughs> <laughs> you're so, I'm sorry, you'll feed your horses what? No, 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 the horses are named bacon and eggs. See, it's a fun little name. It's a play on breakfast. Because they are a good combination, like bacon and eggs. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> he looks slightly confused as to who the heck this person is. Uh, sorry, what was the question again? I, uh, I, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I said, mm, that's wrong. He looks at Catalina like directions. <laughs> yes, uh, forgive. And he, Dalvin's just like. He gives directions as to where to go you know, between the military district and the theatre district. You go through to the noble and blah, blah, blah. And he's only three blocks away. Wonderful. Wonderful stables. Someone will look after my horses. Yes. Uh, well, in fact, and he's sort of like, he clops ahead and he sort of like looks to the side, eyeing off that gouge he's sort of seen as he was conversing with you. They might even be able to help spruce that up a little bit. Seems like you've had a hard journey. Yes, that's what I said earlier. I said something about that, I'm sure. <laughs> Yes. Getting drunk and smashing it. Getting drunk. Okay. Look forward to seeing you tonight. Yes. Yes. Take care. Bravo. He looks a little befuddled as he sort of Harold trots off. Seems like an excellent chap, doesn't he? Yes. How, I say while he's still in your shop. How long are you going to keep this facade? <laughs> Until the bloody guards that saw me do it are bloody out of earshot. <laughs> yeah. 
Doesn't that make sense? I think that's yes. up to you, to Catalina, yes. to get out of here. Yes. Let's go to the bloody city. Also, I, I have no intention of dropping this act. It's dripping with fire. <laughs> 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 All right, you got a destiny point. Calm down. No, yeah, the guard's like behind you. just like, are you guys going to move or what? Because the yes, car behind uh, you start trying to get ahead. <laughs> Right. Run away. Yeah, and off you go. There are six lanes in the city, two in the centre for bi-directional carts, two outside of that for horses and single cart carriages, and on the outside of that, yep. people. This is this is the main strip through the city that basically you could follow all the way along and get all the way to the East Gate Wall. You travel through Gelderview City proper. It's a large place. As I sort of mentioned, you are, you know, you sort of see the lineages and lots of, a wide variety. You see even a couple of people get pickpocketed here or there. Um, everyone roll a perception check as you travel through the city. And maybe give me a little something as to what you're most interested in, what your character would be m- most looking out for. Delvin. The pickpocketing. I want my boy not to get uh, go down a bad path, but I didn't... I only got two successes. You got two successes. Um, I'm going to say you... you yeah, no, let's keep going with the roll. Jen, what are you looking out for? Uh, any iron guard and how many there are and if they're looking at me in yep. particular because I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable right now. Yep. <laughs> Four. Uh, All right, yeah, you're pretty pretty onto it right now. And Brick, what are you looking out for? Threats and the way that any town guard or soldiers carry themselves in terms of like like what I would perceive as fighting proficiency from these people. Okay, great. Make your roll. You got four. Cool. Five. Four. 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 So we'll go through in that order, starting off with Delvin. Um, you're in the in the cart, so mm. it's sort of hard to see with a great view, but you do notice a couple of pickpockets, and, and from what you can see, they uh, you notice a pattern of them sort of communicating with each other, or just like there's a couple of people who sort of look out for each other, or, you know, one of them sort of like grabs and the other sort of running through and... They like relay it, pass it along, and they run along. So you've only noticed a couple, but it seems like there's probably a little bit of a little bit of a, a subculture in here of, of taking advantage of outsiders and wealthy people who come through this city. Catalina, there are lots of guards around the place, but this is a place that you can clearly get the sense is a well-oiled machine and it seems like a lot of the grey guards are pretty complacent, pretty just sort of par for the course. They've got their routines, they've got their routes and general things they're looking out for. One or two of them seem to be sort of bullying the common townsperson or just, you know, some homeless person they're trying to trudge away from one of the nicer parts of town. Um, But overall, none of them seem to be paying any particular interest. They all sort of seem a little more self-interested because they're the grey guard, they're the special ones, so they actually are a little... Seemingly unobservant of things that they don't want to be too perceptive about. Fantastic. Um, as far as Iron Guard goes, you don't actually come across any, except for as oh. you get closer to the. So the Grey Guard are like the town locale. Iron yeah. Guard are sort of more high level and sort of mm. come in and out of certain cities. Mm. Um, and you do come across a few regiments of those towards the centre, which is at this point, you're sort of between tall buildings um, and you've sort of gone off of the main strip. Um, to head towards the the noble areas, <clears throat> um, and then you come across a, a small group of them. Yep. Brick. Um, of all of these people, you notice similarly to Catalina. Um, not everyone. Not anyone looks particularly proficient, except for the fair, the rare few. Um, it's more like just the, a day job. They look fit. 
are enough, like football players or whatever, but not like prime soldiers or athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so you could take most right, of them. I find them wanting a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You can see them as uh, anything but formidable opponents. Cool. So you feel pretty confident that should you come into some trouble, you could definitely take a few at once. <clears throat> and threats? Nothing in particular. There's a couple of people who... <laughs> you you notice a couple of thug-looking people who like look at the, the carriage and see the calibre of carriage and then sort of second guess as they see the gouges in its side and it's covered in dirt and they're just like, ah, oh, no, not worth my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, no, nothing in particular. Cool. You'll pass as you turn through the po- poli- politician political district a large opening for where public executions seem to have been taking place today. It seems, again, like a par for the course sort of thing. So there's actually a few people hanging um, that are being cleared up after and a few people who seem to have been leaving after the proceedings have taken place. And these seems to uh, be, uh, and you over here, a few people mention, oh, you know, the watchers this time or blah, blah, blah. So there's a couple of watchers who have been executed or caught out <clears throat> and maybe even like a thug or two, but it's pretty standard, just sort of like high-level thievery stuff. Um, as you travel around the theatre district and the polit- politician district, there, where these buildings are much more ornate, still wooden stone, um, but really well-built and quite finely crafted and carved. As you travel around the streets, all the way around to what is becoming more and more apparent ahead of you is the noble district where the towers are taller and taller and these houses are sort of built into these towers as multi-layered buildings. And as such, so that they can have a view over the walls. Now, the walls of of Geldervale are quite tall because they're, you know, a large city wall of a Great Owl City, but more ornate than for being a bastion of protection. Um, and the centre of the city is like irresponsibly tall because really it's all, the real estate is all about going up and getting that view of the spire run and what this city is all about. You follow your route all the way down to the Shining Mare Inn, which is, uh, you know, people are unloading their carts. There's some merriment happening and the sun is well and truly settling at this point. The, uh, the last hues of red are disappearing as you're about an hour away from needing to attend the dinner you've been invited to. Cool. Okay. We'll go in. The carriage pulls up. There's like a concierge who sort of mm-hmm. steps out. And says, Good evening. Uh, it seems you're pulling up in here to stay with us tonight. Yes, yes. It seems like you've seen some hard travels. I kind of look at the gash on the door and look back and say, uh, yes, it's uh, very strange times we live in at the moment. Gotta be careful. Yes, it's getting rough out there, I hear. Mm. You do much travelling, madam. All the way from Tunisia. What work are you here for, if you don't mind me asking? I'm super sus on this guy. (laughs) So, can I hear this conversation? Yeah. Are we about to... (laughs) Is, uh, I play it. I play it completely cool. Yep. Okay. What do you if say? you wish to interrupt, no, I'm just seeing what you say next. Okay. Say how comfortable. Do I get the sense of you being uncomfortable? You- I'm a little taken back. I'm mm-hmm. not used to someone approaching me with so many questions before. A couple of other people come out at this point, ready to like take some bags. Mm. So there's like a group, a squad, I, <laughs> of kind people to usher you in. Great. I uh, <laughs> look towards um, Mikey, mm-hmm. and I say. All right, now, play along. Uh, I'm going to twist your ear a bit, but I won't be too hard on it. What you got in mind? 
little Tell bit. me the role. Okay. I want to go at what you do. You're just the uh, usher boy who's done a naughty, naughty job crashing our cart. Take a bit of the distraction off. Do you reckon that's asking. believable? He says, looking down at his rags of clothes. Ooh. I'll make it work. All right. He looks like, this is a game I can play. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, like smash the door open like door open and lead him out by the ear pushing him out of the cart Uh, and then I take a few steps out and I'm like well boy I said keep the cart in good condition I raise you up off the streets for some and then I look around see all the people and calm myself (laughs) that's his infiltration check okay he looks completely no no he goes well, sir, I'd, um, I clip him. clearly just trying to imitate your I, role to participate. I just immediately, uh, like, give him, like, the back. I look like there's a wince, and I just give him, like, a soft back of the hand. How dare and then I'm just you, like, And you have the, the goal to mock me. I would never mock you. You mock me, sir. He says this. You mock me, sir. And he, like, he, like, whacks you back. I'm insulted. Take care of this carriage at once, he says, turning to the group. What is the vibe? Can, can I, can What's I, the mood? Can I now get out of the thing and just like... <laughs> it's like a clown car. as if I've yeah. been stuck in it for and a long time. And you have been. You've been... Yeah. yeah, and that's a good yeah. point. This seven-foot yeah. Phelan call... I did ask for a very large scrunched carriage. up in this carriage, yeah. Oh, very large, but still even yeah, okay. in a room where you can't stand up mm. tall or lay down fully straight... Yeah. Yeah. Would be very uncomfortable for 10 hours. Oh, yeah. I turn to this man and say, did I say dangerous times? I mean, weird, strange times. Uh, We're just passing let through. Let us see just to, uh, yes, uh, let me know if there's mm. any bags we can attend to and we, we will might leave you to mind your own business. Are you all valets or something? What's the story? Well, of course yeah. we are. Uh, do you How many any- of our needs do you attend to at this establishment? Any needs you have in mind. All sir. right, clean this boy up and get him some fresh clothes. And I hand him, like, a smacker of coins. If I'm going to make a proper boy out of this orphan, I'm going to do bloody better than this little ragamuffin. You can see him sort of, like, leaning back and just muttering to one of the people next to him. Roll perception just to see if you pick up on, on what he's saying. I was say challenge level two. Three successes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can clearly overhear him being like, are you sure that with, was it Ainsley? If it's Ainsley, very well. Uh, yes, of course, at once. Uh, not a problem. Uh, I believe you are staying at the, uh, in the, in the sunset suite. Yes, that sounds appropriate. Hmm. Unfortunately, I, uh, the, my better heart took the better of me on the road and I've picked up this ungrateful little urchin. We'll have uh, him cleaned up for you in no time. Is there anything else we can handle uh, for you all? Fixed. Can, have, you, have you got him? Two of them have already started uh, escorting this boy away and they'll be like, we'll drop him off in your room in about 40 minutes. Oh, he doesn't, not, not him in my room. Wait. Surely he's got it. No, you were all staying in the suite. What? Are there multiple bedrooms or something? He smirks and is like, you'll be well looked after, sir. As long as I don't have to share a room with this little rat. You smells. I'm certain you'll be pleased with the space you have. Good. All right. I hope you enjoy your stay. And he holds his breath and just sort of walks away. He's going to laugh. Or is he (laughs) like, grabs, looks for a bag to grab and there doesn't seem to be any. I just was like, um, yeah, you know, he sort of guides you guys in. Great. Um, Urchin number two. (laughs) And I open the door. What about Medela? Medela steps out behind Brick, absolutely gobsmacked at this city. 
Um, she's seen towering cities of stone and concrete and small towns of wood and stone, but this is a new level of unfamiliarity she hasn't experienced before. Um, and she's clasping sort of bricks, robes, um, or clothes. All right, and I guess you guys are able to just sort of get ready. Head into our room. Yeah, head in, you head into your suite. Suite. It okay. is a multi-level apartment. It's one of the more penthouse-ish of uh, the, the suites in this building. Really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, even Delvin, who's ex- who sees to it that he experiences the niceties of the world, You've never quite experienced this level of nicety before. So uh, the beds you recognize are of the finest imported Phoenician silks. There are already like stations of, of drink and food and, and hors d'oeuvres and just around the room, some rose petals sort of scattered around some of one of the tables and the windows, large windows on this, I'm going to say like eighth, ninth story. This is quite high up at this point overlooking a gorgeous setting sun uh, off to the west. Seeing the journey from where you came. Roll a perception check. Three. Okay. You see a gorgeous setting sun. (laughs) And uh, the, the, the fields off in the distance with... The tracks being run and the drums have all quietened and down. You can see some small outskirt campfires and in lights and the city closer towards you and below is now starting to thrive and bustle as the night festivities and activities begin in this wonderfully festive, uh, tourist-heavy and wealthy person-heavy, I'm not good at words sometimes, um, (laughs) city. Affluent. Thank you. That's good. You should. Would you want to? Anyway, um, are we can are we alone? Like, is anyone in the room aside from us? Perception check. Just have a. So <laughs> I just pictured you passing a perception check, and one of those dudes who hands you like the pa- the towels in a toilet is just standing in the corner Holy of the room. Holy shit! I, I failed. I have no, no it's, it's basically just for, to get your bearings. So yeah. you get I? a little bit lost. <laughs> you get a little bit lost. This is a multi-level suite. Okay. And it's, there are more than enough rooms for all of you. You could you have your pick of a few great rooms because there are going to be some empty ones. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's sort of a little bit confusing, to be honest, because they're okay. a little interconnected and it's sort of multi-layered. So, okay. yeah. Do you, I- it'll take getting back here later on to sort of figure out where you're going to stay. And- okay. Okay. <clears throat> um- I'm going to let everyone do what they want to do, but I say to everyone, I wish to speak to you all before we leave. Pray, do what you must before we head out, but it'll be brief. Aye, no worries. Mikey steps in, escorted with two people behind him. He walks in, he's like, I finally got it what you were talking about. The problem was I looked like a rag, whereas now, and he's got hair like oiled and slicked back and he's looking and smelling pristine um, and some new clothes. They look mm-hmm. like noble children's clothes. It's like, oh, I never never thought I'd look like one of them puffy ones, but I'm looking right puffy, I am. <laughs> well, so I, I feel like if I do the voice now, it makes a little more sense. Is that, oh. is that right? That's what we call context, mate. It's a good lesson to learn. 
I like Say the boss for the context you're trying to get behind. I want to sign up to your school. This is fun. Well, consider that your first month's pay, and I look at his clothes. Great. <laughs> I ain't been paid before, except for this morning. All right. Well, you get to enjoy the uh, lovely comfort of the penthouse where we go out for our meeting. Are we being met here or going elsewhere? Going elsewhere. And, but don't bloody break anything, or you consider that gravy train you're on to be... Uh, run into it. As head. you're talking, he like walks past you like, golly. He's like high ceilings and he just starts to run through the rooms just like looking around. And he's getting his bearings the way he used to on the streets. He's sort of like, not like a, you know, a chimp, but he's he's running <laughs> around like a kid exploring a big mm. new place. Cool. Um, he's allowed to. Medela's like, this is uh, one of the nicest, taller places I've seen in, in Greydale. I... I'm happy to chat with you guys, but I got something to attend to. What is that? Oh, I Don't just we need have... like 20 minutes. And I gesture to my, I like flick my beard. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I thought Delvin was going to this meeting, not Francel. <laughs> that makes sense. And I'm going to head off to the that, bathroom. And Does that get itchy? Yep, it certainly does get itchy, especially after the first six hours. <laughs> I would spend my time finding the most defensible <coughs> room in Medela. There is only one room that is not uh, connected to windows and a great view. Um, it's still very illustrious with high ceilings and a chandelier and a four-poster bed. Um, and it has two doorways. Um, but you feel like that is going to be the best yep. protected I'll room. use that one. I'm going to bar one of the doorways with something. Okay. <laughs> Just pick up a cabinet. <laughs> All right. You, you effectively fully block uh, one of the two doorways. Thank you. And the one that is most uh, clo- uh, close to the exit of the building yep. is now one for you to guard. Yeah. What is it that you wanted to speak about, Catalina? Well, to you personally, I, it's interesting. We've travelled to so many places and there are little familiarities of home for me. It's interesting that I don't know if you feel the same sensation. It is all very unfamiliar. Hmm. Forgive me, I forget myself, but what does Felmore produce? Like, do you have an export? Exporting is something, as, as far as I understand, that has only been very recent, but we produce very much of gold and... Uh, Class. Thank hmm. you. <laughs> we We have very fine glass and... We use imports from other places more recently to produce fineries, but otherwise we've been a very uh, well-known people for our use of the animals we cultivate Mm. and the technologies that we have created in our concretes and our tapestries made of organic materials in the oases of the north. Mm. I would like to see your homeland one day. I think it would be incredibly interesting. And I yours. Mm. I've only heard in stories the grand tale of the white silk buildings in Thunisia. Mm. Tell me, is this the highest building you have been in, or do they go much higher where you're from? She walks ahead up to the window, her hands behind her back, considering. Mm-hmm. I have been into hall buildings before. It seems... In Greydale, they 
very much like them more than we do in Felmore. There are a few in the centre of the great city, very tall and very large, but just one building. Here there are many. And I believe, from what I hear about Iron Spire, it is nothing but tall buildings. I have been this tall once or twice. But I am beginning to suspect I shall see many things from great heights from now on. I suspect that is true. I'm happy just to wait for everyone else. Now... The sound of furniture dragging from Brick's room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm... I'll sort of, sort of, yeah, like it's it's 10, 15 minutes away from where you guys are going to head out. That's fine. I'm going to go up to Delvin while you're pulling pulling your beard out. The door is closed. I'm in the bathroom. So... I knock on the door. I'm almost done, Kat. I'm assuming that was you by the sound of the knock. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) I just want to speak to you privately first, once, of course, you're finished. All right, give me a moment to finish my business. I'll just hang out the door. And a couple of minutes pass, Mm. and Delvin approaches, clean-shaven and with the fake beard peeled off, but he was growing a bit of stubble beneath it. Much better. Does it feel better? Oh, I I feel like I have lice in my face. It's nice. (laughs) Tell me, this new companion that we have, how much do you trust him? Not at all. Mm. I do have something important to share with you all. Incredibly important, but I fear our new companion might. Oh. It's not for his ears. Let's you said say that. private, right? All right. Now grab us. Sorry, out of like who are you referring to? New? Oh, Mickey. Uh, oh, Mikey, Mikey. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not in earshot. I yeah. grab yeah. you softly by the arm and pull you back into the bathroom and close the door and snib it behind you, assuming there's locks on the bathroom yep. doors. And then I'm like, "Well, private's private. What do you want to talk about?" Oh. I think I think Brick and Matela should probably be involved in this. It, oh, I thought you said you want to talk to me privately first, and then everyone. Yes, about so, the, the Mikey situation. About the Mikey oh, situation. Oh, okay. What do you want mm. to know? Do you trust him? Not at all. Yeah, cool. Neither Is do that I. That, yeah, that's it. Yes, but you don't trust someone the day you meet them, do you? You got to build that up. I'm giving the kid an opportunity. We well, don't have to tell him, Shai. <laughs> The kids, I, he's not coming to the meet and he's going to run around this little penthouse. Yes. And if shit goes to, well, shit, we'll just pin it on him. Perhaps it is best if everyone knows. What? Not Mikey. Let's proceed to our destination. What are you, what are you talking about? It's fine, it's fine. Is this fine. about your damn magic, is it? A little bit. I know you've got it. I'm not stupid. That doesn't matter. There's more important things to talk about right now. All right, so why are you going to tell a child and a servant about him? You'll find out. Be careful. People can respond in very strange ways to secrets. I've got it at control. All right. If you think so. My experience is sometimes more dangerous than you'd think. And then I open the door and we head out. The night is bustling outside. We head out to the private meeting with Brick and Medela and us, right? We're not going out to the thing. Oh, I thought you were heading out no, to no, the no. thing. To oh, the private we'll chat first. with these guys. All right, private chat with these guys. You head out of the room it, yeah. and get Brick and Medela. All right, cool. Okay. Medela's standing where you left her, sort of looking out the window. Uh, and Brick 
Do you emerge from in the room? I, yeah, I emerge from the room satisfied of its security. <laughs> cool. Maybe, um, should you send your friend on maybe like an errand or something? Tell you what, I saw a pub on the way to where we got to go. We could slip in there, have a real quick point and have a chat without, uh, look, I, I'm not going to say that, uh, oh shite, I already said too much. Let's be just, let me say, I wouldn't be surprised if rich people had ears in the walls, if you know what I mean. I, I suppose. This place might not be private as much as you think it is. And I tap the wall, I'm like, thick wall means crawl space. I trust your judgment, wherever you think is suitable. All right, let's go. You head out to a random tavern on town? the way to where cool. we're going, slip in, find Off a quiet corner, get a beer. Cool. Tell Mikey to. Mike. Oh, yeah, I already told him he's staying there. Yeah. He's yeah. running yeah, around. Cool. So the four of the four of you, yeah, yeah, Delvin, Catalina, Brick, and Medela. He looks a little perplexed, but mm-hmm. you're all headed out, nice and freshly dressed, ready for a meeting in about 15 minutes. But there is a uh, very nice pub. Mm-hmm. It's quaint by noble standards, um, the casual place. Um, and you step in, and there's a you know an available table where you can sit down and have a pint. Can I make a perception check be- to see if I feel like we're being followed? You can. Uh, just in general, are we getting any weird vibes by the fact that... Six am- successes, Woo! all dice. That's a maximum. That's six out of six. You what? see into the future. <laughs> you will be ragged out and ragged like, out. All right. Um, I will use our messaging system. Okay. All right, proceed. So, so you, you go to the local... Mm, I want to find a, yeah, the, if there's a table, I do want it to be quite private. Like if it's one of the, like, to the side where it's kind of um, built into the wall maybe and like a booth is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you, yes, yeah, you cool. find a yeah, booth. Great, yeah. great. And it's bustling enough that... Um, They're not going to... Yeah. yeah. Great. Um, okay. Do I get any vibes that people are reacting to me in any way? Because I'm not a common sign, right? That is a very good question. In this noble area... You've seen a few things that you, the whole party has not seen commonly yet. A few Phelan um, emissaries seem to pass by. Um, they are getting similar sort of attention as you are, although a Phelan call is more uncommon. You're actually less reacted to than you have been in more sort of small town vibes places. Um, I think a lot of these people are a little bit more well-traveled and especially regarding the finer things and trade, you're feeling a little less watched, which okay. is probably a relief at this yeah. point. There's less uh, obvious racists. <laughs> Let's put it that I way. Like that. <laughs> yeah. So you've got a booth. They're still racist. It's just less obvious. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My friends, a lot has happened in the past couple of days. I have not been able to find words or thoughts to any of this. I haven't received a message if you're sending them to the wrong person. Oh, I have a message. Don't read I'm it. Kidding, okay. okay. Discord. Oh, you're not using our secret message? No, I didn't work. Didn't work. I'll have to get it working later. Anyway. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay. A lot has happened and it's something I must discuss with you all. As some of you are aware, it's more than I'd perhaps like. I have found that I am in possible possession of the 
thing that we're somehow seeking, I guess. Does that make sense? What are we seeking? I thought I was being transported. Isn't that the whole of course, point? Of course. And that still remains our goal, but a couple of factors have happened that we weren't anticipating, and this needs to be made aware to everyone. I pull out all the papers that my mum has sent me, the letters, and I explain. Can I have made sure that this is an exceedingly private area to be having this conversation? Based on your role, you're confident check. that yeah, okay. you're, you're in a, this private is a private conversation. Yeah. Catalina trusted that you, you would found something. Yeah, I'm just making sure yeah. that that was yeah, yeah. clear to the yeah, DM yeah. that that was my intent. Um, yeah. I pull out the papers my mother has sent me, and I say that they are deceptive in their writings. Is it, is it written in Thanissi? It was written in... It was written in Thanissi. Okay, so I'll translate all of them, which you guys are probably aware of what they say. Mm-hmm. And I say that she's in Bartel Keep. Um, I am not sure if we should meet her or not. I feel like I should, but... Well, forget me if I'm wrong, but... Didn't you say the last one sounded like she might be in some kind of danger? <laughs> yes, but to put... Everything at risk. We're not putting anything at risk. Our job's done. Maybe tonight. Medela, sweet as she is, she's going to be with her family. And we're going to be free agents. I'm happy to help you with this one, Kat. Medela's eyes are gazing distantly um, as Brick becomes aware that she's actually wrapped around his arm softly. There is more. Before, when we were in Felbrook, was when I mm-hmm. the first, um, a voice spoke to me. Again, I pull out that piece of paper of the theory, the, the prophecy that God said to me. This is a lot. You've been harboring this the whole time? Yes. Yes, I have. How can you carry such intensity alone? You Phoenicians carry many things in your heads. There's a lot more other stuff in my past that I'm hiding. Well, not hiding, but remains concealed. It's not important, but it is why now I need to share this with you guys. This is all cryptic and I'm not 100% sure on what the meaning is, but... <laughs> I could just be crazy, honestly. I don't know. Things are happening and... It's all connected, but I can't find the threads. I can't do it alone. So you lay out the prophecy to the party as you noted it down. Um, And you could probably copy that to a group chat that everyone can know what you noted down. Yep. Yep. Um, And then everyone can sort of share that and decipher that as as their characters would. Yep. And one last last thing. The town we were in before, you, Delvin, you saw me get taken away. Yet you haven't asked me why or what happened. Did I see her again? Oh, I did. Yeah, you did. I did. Mm. <clears throat> well, I kind of assumed the fact you got back meant that they had nothing on you. And I kind of assumed that your private business was your private business. Yes, I suppose you're right, but 
This isn't something I can keep private, especially with everything else I have shared with you tonight. So what is it? There is a woman. Her name is Melba. Oh, Melba. All right, go on. Mm, I remember the name as well. She is aware of my abilities, and she proclaims that she is with the King of Flames outright, but there's something hidden in there that she's not... But I don't trust her. I don't think I can trust her. I asked her to see if she could show me her loyalty or some sort of sign that I could, but... Just to... um, Because I did rewatch the thing recently. Yeah. Um, She was fairly explicit that she's not with the King of Flames. Yeah, I know. know. Yeah, okay. So you don't believe her. You believe she is with the King of Flames. I believe she's doing a double deception. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Being crossed out when it comes to it. For now, she lets you loose. Which means one of two things in my experience. It means she's got you by the balls and she'll have you doing whatever she wants you to do. Or it means she's true to her word. And for the time being, your actions align with her goals. We should probably make haste to our next meeting. I want to know what Brick thinks. You've got an opinion, mate. What did you mean by abilities? Well, <laughs> I can't, I can't really explain it, but she can lift a rock and make it float. N- no, I can't. <laughs> I felt it. Medela whispers. The rock. N- that that wasn't. No, I no no no. She looks at Catalina and says, "Show him." Can I lift a rock if I don't? No, 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 no. You're... <laughs> I'm such a good liar. Your abilities, your magical okay. abilities. Uh, Brick, I want you to recall a memory. Don't tell me what it is, but a really strong memory that you have. I've got it. What did you feel like when you saw Medela smile that day she was fishing? And upon me saying that, I'm hoping yeah, you, yeah. you immediately trigger read, read emotions. Read emotions. Go for it. You got two dice. You read his emotions. You have all of your mana. What was my emotion? Your that's up to you. Yeah, that is up to that you. is up to you. What buried deep? Well, she can read it. I want to hear her. her guess. N- yes. No. You have to. You, you have, have to, to tell her exactly <laughs> what Brick was feeling deep inside his. Heart, which is there, it would be a true emotion. It was a there, true. What was Brick's true? No emotion? amount of conditioning. Now you don't necessarily have this. to say it, but you you have to tell Jen what Brick was feeling. Satisfaction and pride. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you feel that. So kind of close Shaped eyes. within the grasp of your energy mm. and hands. What do you want to do with it? I say, I say to Brick, I say, I can sense it. This feeling of pride and it's a wonderful feeling. But I'm going to do something. I'm going to shift it. Do it. Um, Go and I, on. I'm going to shift it to... Make it more emotional, please. Yeah. <laughs> Not less. 
Make this big boy Crack cry. him. <laughs> Crack the conditioning. This is your chance. This is oh, a- no, I've got it. Yep. What are you doing? I'm going to shift the emotion to sadness because you know that you're going to have to leave her and that makes you incredibly sad. Does it? Yep. Well, he, it, she's it making it will. make you feel sad. That's, she's forcing it upon you whether you would or... Challenge hey! <laughs> I was going to say, you had to say what you would have gone for first, eh? but I would have suggested, because you, you're choosing if you're... She's mm. shifting emotion from satisfaction. Okay, no, no, to that's fair. You told me what you're going to shift it to. I would have assigned a challenge level and I was going to oh, say... Sorry. No, that's all right. I was going to say two, um, but you got two. Like I, I literally had two on the tip of my tongue, okay. simply because you're shifting what the direction the emotion is from pride yep. and joy to to a sadness, but also cool. you want it to swell and yes. you yes. you mold this emotion in into that place, this bittersweet feeling of potential loss and heartbreak awaiting, and then you intensify this, and Brick feels this swelling within his chest and is painfully aware of Medela on his arm. And that this might be the very last night Medela is holding onto his arm. And you're also painfully aware that not only is this the only time in your life that you've experienced this and it's become normal, but it might be the last. This is the only time a GM will tell a player how they're feeling yeah. because <laughs> magic yeah. is making yeah. it happen. <laughs> How, tell me about Brick's experience, because this is, this happened to you. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time in Brick's life, right? He's been serving someone that sees him as om- like almost something other than a piece of property. Like there's a there's a relationship that's formed more so than master and servant, right? It's protector, but like it's protector outside of what he's used to. Yeah. It's like semi paternal. Mm. Yeah. 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 In, in the way it, it's transpired. And uh, yeah, she, she treats him like a, an actual person rather than a piece of property. And the premise of going back to the coldness or the unfamiliarness of, of a new owner. Or even to Delvin, who is quick-talking yet deceptive. There's that apprehension because Medela's got the innocence and the honesty and the truth within her, her young self. Uh, or or like, like, likewise with Catalina, who has just been concealing this wealth of information from you know everyone. Like, those are the prospects that Brick has ahead of him right now. So I guess the option of losing that first kind of real genuine connection with someone other than someone like him yeah he's at the point of losing that yeah so that's what wells up how does he react sitting at the table in the corner of this bustling in the world away and around them swelling with emotions he can't control (laughs) (laughs) Keep it simple. I'm just gonna like, you know, gently squeeze her hands back as she's like holding on to me. I'm not gonna cry because he's got glasses and they'd fill up. <laughs> <laughs> it would be impractical. <laughs> yeah, like, she um, she squeezes tighter. She's holding around your arm. 
Yeah. And she's just sort of looking down and off into the distance. Did she show you? Yes, little one. Forgive me, Brick. Um, I apologise if, if that was too far. I just... I wasn't sure if there was a heart underneath that exterior, but there sure is one. You're all verging on late for your dinner. Well, I'm glad that you guys have shared an extremely sentimental moment across the table. I can see in your eyes, uh, and at least in Kat's eyes reflected in your goggles, that something magical has happened this evening. But we are late for our dinner. Yes. Yes, we are. So, did you want a conclusion to your uh, situation? Let us enjoy a night of feasting and among friends it can wait Medela I I guess I gotta say something to you kid uh, before we're in the earshot of others she looks over you can see her eyes are pretty moist from what's been going on not all goodbyes are final and sometimes you get to see people again you get to see people often and Sometimes you'll meet new and fantastic people and life will take you in all kinds of directions. But remember the good things and if you, well, if you're true to your word and Brick comes with us, I think I have a feeling that in his heart he'll always be out there to protect you. And if you ever need him again or us, you can... I hear the messengers are good in Geldavale. You can find us. She nods. It doesn't seem like... She doesn't look convinced. Yeah. Um, But she nods. Wait. Let me magically convince you. Very funny, Baron. Oh, I almost farted. All right, let's go. And I sink the bottom half of the pint. And stand up to go. I gather everything back up and shove it back into my bag. You do. Mm-hmm. The night is bustling, and with that eerie feeling of having left an almost too personal and sacred moment in a very busy place, you walk out into a thriving night as more and more people seem to be arriving for these festivities that will be happening a week from now. You, um, you make your way to where you were instructed that Ainsley's Manor is, which is, uh, one atop many others high in the um, towers of this noble estate. And up in the several dozenth floor is a multi-tiered building. You'd had to go on the inside of this, like there's, this is a large tower with multiple houses sort of built out and around the outside. And you work your way up this communal staircase in the centre built of, or, you know, imported marble. Um, and you make your way up a very long flight of stairs um, all the way up to the, you know, 15th, 16th floor. You arrive, there is someone at the door, sort of a bit of a powdered wig and a bit of a makeup thing going on, and says, oh, yeah, so the, the 
Thunisian Catalina, yourself, yes, uh, yes. Delvin Barwin, uh, Brick, the Phelan Cool, as I'm told, and young Medela, there she is. Wonderful to have you have all brought her to us. Thank you so much. You're a little bit late, but dinner is ready and the table is set. So please, make your way inside. Ainsley awaits and he opens the door. You thought your hotel room was grand. This building be popping. It's real fancy. Gold, failing gold adorns uh, some of the portraits and outside the... The walls. In fact, the first thing you notice, Catalina, is the art. This is a man of fine taste and access. Here's some of the some of the more well-known Phoenician paintings that you know you've heard of or seen even in um, much more protected pl- places and states that mm-hmm. had apparently made their way to him and his collection. Oh, so this yeah. is someone who is at the top of his trading game and he knows what is trading mm-hmm. and it's art among other things um one of the first things you notice brick are two phalen call soldiers there are a good dozen or so people scurrying about but there are two soldiers standing in the entryway of the grand doorway that leads to the banquet room the table is set with a feast the likes of which delvin has never even dreamt of before um and the phalen call are dressed in traditional phalen call garbs standing there like statues Pretty identical uh, weapons to your own, but much more ornate. They look higher ranking and more from a wealthier uh, family. <clears throat> Do I recognize them? Um, you don't, They, uh, but you recognize their garbs. And yep. they were sort of, you know, royalty guards. Yep. So you know that they are well above your station. Uh, they don't acknowledge anyone. Um, they just stand there like statues. There is a, It's a male and female. Which is why I sort of before when we were streaming, you like asked about a female Phelan call. I'm like, <laughs> funny you should mention. Um, in the room, there are multiple people. Um, one of which approaches Medela um, and gets down on her knees, and she's got. In fact, I can show you because I've got some portraits. Ooh, Yay! Mm. Hang on, you ready? Love new art. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'm sorry, I know we're running over time, but this is. I was really keen for this. I'm so sorry. I like he was trying <laughs> no, to go. fine. Hang on, hang on, bloody hell. There we go. Ooh. Yeah. So she gets down on one knee and says, oh, hello there. You must be young Medela. My name's Elise, and I'll be your escort on the way to to the city when when your family arrives here in a few days. How are you doing? How has your travel been? And she sort of looks up at you all as well as she asks the question, and Medela's like, it has been fine. She sort of like shyly steps back. She looks up and says, I trust you've been travelling well then. My name's Well Travelling Delvin. Well Travelling Delvin. <laughs> My name's Delvin, I've been travelling well. Oh, God. Uh, uh, is there a drink anywhere? <laughs> there are many drinks over there. And she, like, shakes her head over in that direction. And you see a very well-equipped drink station of drinks you probably shouldn't down quickly because they're meant to be enjoyed, but there's enough of them and this is a well enough off place that you could probably do shots and no one would care. <laughs> cool. I, I'm going to go and get a drink from some kind of servant or pour it myself if I have to. You do. And at the head of the table, and there are multiple people, including uh, you, the gentleman you met previously. And um, let me bring up my notes, but hide my Harold. bloody all my... Yeah, thank you. Okay, thanks, Rob. Rob's got it. I'll bring, I'll bring the back to a cool portrait that I commissioned. All right. Thanks, Alicia. Yay. Yay. Um, 
And then at the head of the table, we meet Ainsley. Nice. With a robust and joyful, uh, cheerful welcoming. Ainsley, looking slightly sweaty like he's just left the shower for some reason. In a robe of gorgeous, like, you know, interesting, like, silks and furs that look incredibly, yeah, incredibly well imported and, like, really rare. Fingers covered in rings and covered in jewels. All of a sudden, uh, Ainsley's eyes flicker quickly with some recognition. As you all enter the room and you see the feast in front of you and his eyes meet bricks and bricks meet his. I'm going to roll a destiny dice. This destiny roll will count for how much brick remembers Ainsley. Seven. Damn. Okay. Now, you recognize this man. Mm -hmm. You recognize him as a trader who frequented the... Uh, the Felton trading camp. Um, you were the guard, or one of the dozen or so, who was tasked with protecting a man who was a trader in that camp, whose wife is a politician and trades. Oh, so and moves a lot between Iron Spire and the Phelan trading camp. And in, the, and in the bouts in which she was gone, a relationship was budding and building between Ainsley and the one you were tasked to protect. So while you don't have a lot of direct knowledge or association with this person, you do recognise him as someone who was having an affair with the head of the family you were protecting. Mm-hmm. Were they also having an affair? Were, were who? The... the- the family that he was protecting, like, was it a married couple? That he it was, was a married couple. So it was both parties so, were being unfaithful. No, no, the the wife, the woman, the wife was a politician. She'd go off and travel. He would, the husband, would be trading with Ainsley to Brick's knowledge, and they Brick saw them bond a lot over okay. the art so and the culture. The husband and, the, and Ainsley are having an affair. Had an affair, but okay. he's dead. I've, yeah, okay, had yeah. an affair. So you rem- you recognise him, and he recognises you. What do- <laughs> what does Brick feel in that moment? Or do you have any questions about what you might recall just before? Because this is probably like you know hmm. a weird place to just randomly stop. <laughs> Be good to like. Does he do anything other than, like, lock eyes with me? No. He actually proceeds to sort of, like... Um, and you, you you would be aware, having passed the Phalancal Guard, that he has... Or he owns. He recognises you and knows what you will have been privy to. Mm-hmm. But also you're a Phalancal. So he sort of shakes it off and immediately sort of turns back to the group and invites you all to the feast and is very gracious. Mm-hmm. And he... um. <clears throat> Looks slightly sweatier than he did a moment ago. But, um, yes, I'm looking forward to getting acquainted with all of you. But for the meantime... Do I clock this? Roll a perception check. 
you too, Catalina. Yeah, we're we're here. We can see mm. shifty eyes, maybe. Challenge level four. I get four successes. You, you see shifty eyes. You notice a look of recognition between Brick and Ainsley. Ooh. Uh, Catalina does not. I'm going to pry into that. Yeah. For sure. You notice he had paused and you notice Brick that register familiarity, which he mm-hmm. you rarely have seen in Brick in this whole journey. All right. And that's where we're going to have to leave off this episode. <sighs> I wish that we had four hour episodes. I I do not want to stop. I know. Uh, This is just getting juicy. That was fun. But you know what? It was even more fun, (laughs) or at least as fun. Our bloody patrons. And our Patreon after party, which is happening right after this, which we do every week. So if you're interested in hanging out and chatting about the. All the things we experience in the episodes, come join us and join our Patreons. This Patreon name is sponsored, as it happens, by Raid Shadow Legends. It hasn't been updated. No, it hasn't. Oh, no, we... Okay, we need to fix that. Well, apparently they have changed their name to another joke, and now we just miss it for this episode. But the Dark Fox is consistent with the name. 1718. Tickle Tickle I actually get to do some failures. Earth Angels Tarot. AJ Macy. Nick. And Yell Hair Triss, who is a is is actually that tier of patron now, but it hasn't oh, updated. Oh, sorry, Thank Triss. You. Hell Thanks yeah, Triss. Out. Hell yeah. Hell Yell hair. Yell hair. Every time. <laughs> it's getting to that point that in the was campaign a session. where you sort of need to breathe deep. I'm so glad Catalina opened up about all this stuff. We're going to gush about all this in the in after the Twitch party. and yeah. the after party. Yeah. But hey, 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 Let's come check out our Twitch stream. Yeah. 8.30 AEST or day, Daylight it's Time a bit, it's a bit, on bit. Tuesday nights. Go to the yeah. Twitch page. It's still there. Yeah. I, I updated it tonight, so it's more accurate. Yay. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Bye. everyone.